Do you want to take your game in baseball and business to the next level? Created by players for players. This is the Baseball and Business Podcast, where current and former pro and college baseball players are empowered to reach their full potential on the field and in business. Here's your host, Luke Melms. Welcome to episode 37 of the Baseball and Business Podcast. This week's guest is Anthony Shu. Anthony is a current player in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. On this week's episode, Anthony shares how the first Pro Bowl paychecks led him to develop a second skill set to make money on the journey to the big leagues. He shares how he's one of 400-plus minor league players that are adopted by a sponsor right now and receive financial support on a monthly basis. He talks about one of the most important investment choices every baseball player will make and why he believes doing something other than playing baseball makes him a better baseball player. Anthony's story shows the power of going all-in on developing a skill. I'm confident you'll enjoy this week's episode. Take a listen. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to capture your story here and share it on the podcast. Right now, you're in the Cardinals organization. It's obviously a, a weird time to, to be involved in pro baseball with the season in, in limbo. Absolutely. But just when it comes to your story in particular, I'd like to just start and, and touch on college ball. You finished your career at, at San Francisco, University of San Francisco. Maybe you could just share a little bit of the background as far as your college experience goes. Um, yeah, I actually, uh, out of high school, I went to um, UC Santa Barbara and uh, I didn't have the experience that I was looking for there. Um I definitely, at the time when I was coming out of high school, I was, you know, I did like a lot of, a lot of young kids do and they, um, you know, want to go to the biggest, baddest school that they can find and that they can sign up for. And, um, that year, I believe they were a top 25 school in baseball. And, uh, that was what I was looking for. I thought at the time, um, as it turned out, I, you know, as, as I spent more time there, I started realizing more that I was, I was sort of development focused for just my own personal, uh, my own personal development, really. I, I, I had bigger aspirations in college. I wanted to play pro ball. I wanted to be in the big leagues for 10 years and stuff like that. And I felt like I wasn't um, creating that path for myself in that place. So I um, I uh, went back to JUCO. And then from there, uh, I went to the University of San Francisco and really got the development outlook that I was really looking for. Um, that coaching staff there, um, it, it there's a couple pieces of the puzzle that are, I think, a little different, but the head coach is still there, the assistant coach is still there, and the the heart of the program is still there, and they're very development focused, and I appreciated that, um, and that was really what I wanted out of my out of my time in college. So, and I, I had it took me two tries, but I got it. <laughs> yeah, and as far as your your time once you got to University of San Francisco, you finished you finished school. What did you actually go to school for on the academic side of things? Um, I actually wanted to go to school to be an engineer. Um, I took, uh, AP physics in high school and stuff like that. And I, um, I had 
just it was just a, it was just something I was curious about was engineering and uh, physics and all that kinds of things. And it just is a little difficult with baseball. So um, I kind of got off of that track. I honestly, I think sitting here right now, I, I kind of wish I would have stuck with it. But um, I ended up going uh, and just getting a good old business degree um, because outside of engineering, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I figured, you know, everything is a business. So if you're going to work for somebody, you're going to be working for a business. So let's get a business administration degree. And, um, that gives me the flexibility in the future to do, you know, really whatever it is that I'm looking forward to. When you get that general business degree, you know, you get some of that marketing, you get some of that, uh, product development, you get, you know, you, you see kind of all signs of sides of that sides of that business degree. Uh, and so that was what I did end up going for business, business administration. Okay. So coming out of school, you, you end up signing with the Cardinals yes, as sir. an undrafted free agent, correct? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I actually went at the end of school. I didn't have my, my senior year. Um, I just didn't have the year I wanted to. I was kind of banged up. I had a lot of aches and pains going into the year that really, you know, showed through the, <laughs> through the course of the season. Um, I didn't throw, I wasn't throwing how I wanted to. Um, and, uh, I sat down for the end of the year meeting with my college coach and I just kind of, he asked me if I wanted to continue playing and I told him, yeah, but with where my body's at right now, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that I can, but, uh, he said, you know what? I know you're banged up right now and you're still competing. And he was like, if, He's like, I don't think th with the stuff that you're banged up with right now, I don't think those are permanent things. And I think those are things that'll go away. I think I'm going to, I'm going to tell the, you know, he's like, you want to keep playing. So and I want, I'm going to tell the teams that just, just know that because you're, you're, you're not feeling yourself right now, that, that, that that's not who you'll be in, in a while. And the team, I'm going to tell the teams that, and they're going to know that. And um, he was like, I believe in you hundred percent. If, if I've ever had a player come through this program that I thought deserved to play major league baseball, um, you're, you're, you're right there at the top of my list. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad he gave me that perspective. Cause I, I'm, 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 I'm glad he guided me in that direction. Cause I'm not sure that I would have made the right decision at that time. And so, uh, and so, yeah, with that in mind, I actually went, um, we had about when my school ended, we had about two weeks until the draft. So my, my parents actually live in a tiny town in Oregon, um, with like 5,000 people in it and they live up a river in the woods and stuff like that. And, uh, I sat on our balcony and watched all the rounds of the draft go by on my phone. And I watched that last pick turn in and I, I still hadn't been picked. And I just kind of stared at the river and was like, wow, that's my identity just changed. You know, I'm not a baseball player anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of, accepted it and i came in and told she was my group my wife my my then girlfriend now wife i went in and told her i was like they just turned in the last pick and i don't play anymore and i kind of it was kind of weird i came to terms with that and very immediately and i don't know why i did i just sit here and now thinking how dumb i was <laughs> and uh yeah and i and but the cardinals called me thank goodness very shortly after and i was more than happy to you know take that call and be a baseball player again because that's really kind of who I am and I'm, I'm glad I didn't end up you know doing something else too early how did that work I mean as far we've had several guys come on the podcast that have signed after going undrafted how did that process though work for you in particular I mean 
were the Cardinals one of a, a couple teams that approached you after the draft? Uh, no, they were uh, they were the first phone call I got, um, and I honestly don't know if the other teams know when you've signed after the draft. I'm not really sure how that works on their end, but they were the first phone call I got. And to be honest with you, I was always a Cardinals fan when I was a kid, and um, I've always respected the Cardinals organization for for just the 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 class and the history and the the players that have come through my favorite players were adam wainwright chris carpenter and jason nurseringhausen when i was a kid and um i just i took that call from the cardinals and i was like i don't i don't need to negotiate like you know try to get a couple phone calls together and try to negotiate for a thousand dollars when when i when i plan on uh you know, playing this game for a long time and having it matter more than a thousand dollars to me and, you know, the experience on top of the money just, and this is who I am. So, um, they were the first ones that called me and it, it was just kind of a phone call out of blue. I just said St. Louis on the top. And I was like, that's weird. And I just answered it. And it was, uh, it was them. All right. So from that point you sign and, and you go to rookie ball and that's been the beginning of your journey within pro ball. You've been able to to work your way from the bottom all the way to the top of the ladder when it comes to the minor league system. Last year, you um, you did make it to, to AAA. But maybe you can just walk through this process for someone who is maybe still playing in college. I mean, we have the draft a little less than a month away. I mean, it's just interesting. It's always interesting to hear the the journey because every, it's it's never the same for any, any two people. But what's this experience like uh, over a couple year process climbing up the ladder especially when you're not a big a big signing bonus baby i mean you're <laughs> you're working a little bit uphill yeah absolutely um i've been fortunate enough uh i my cousin on my dad's side um so he's my dad's sister's son um he's ian kennedy and so he's been in the show for whatever it is, 10, 11, 12 years. So I've, I've had, I've been fortunate enough to have that kind of window into the next level, um, kind of my whole life, honestly, when I was, uh, you know, in little league, he was in middle school when I, when he, was, when I was in middle school, he was in high school. When I was in high school, he was in college when, you know, just the whole way up, even now in the minor leagues, he's in the show. And I, I get to talk to him about what that next level is like. Um, and something that he had always told me before, right when he found out that I signed, he told me, Hey, uh, you're an underactive free agent. Right. And I said, yeah. And he said, the only thing that I can tell you about that, you know, Ian, he, he signed in the first round. He was the bonus baby. He was, you know, the guy for, uh, he was, you know, a top Yankee prospect. And so he was like, you know what, you have a very, you're about to have a very different road for me. And he was like, the only thing I'm going to tell you is that, um, at times you're going to have to swallow that pill that, the guy that they're promoting in front of you isn't as good as you and you know it just because he was drafted way higher than you and all this stuff and he was like you you're, you're gonna have to be able to keep that mental fortitude the entire time that you know someone gets called up and it wasn't you someone you know get gets that praise and it wasn't you someone's getting that attention from a pitching coach and it's not you he's like you're gonna have to be the one to guide yourself along that whole way and so um I'm glad I got that piece of advice and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a perspective like that from someone like that. Um, and so that's kind of been a constant for me is that thought, but, uh, that whole journey that you're describing, I mean, it's, it's, I've gotten to experience every little bit of it. Um, the only level I didn't hit was, uh, the GCL AZL, if that's, um, 
you know, that, 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 uh, for those 15 teams, but only level I haven't been as GCL I've been in, uh, we Cardinal system, we have two short season teams. Um, so I've been in Johnson city. I've been in state college. I've been in, uh, Peoria, Illinois. I've been in Palm beach, Florida, Springfield, uh, that's Springfield, Missouri. And then, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, I've gotten to hit them all. And, uh, every time you go up, there's that little bit of extra flavor. And, um, there's that, the way I describe it is the three, four, five hitter from, so say you're going from a ball to double a, the three, four, five hitter in a ball is the entire lineup in double a, and then the three, four, five hitter in that, those, those hitters, those, that kind of meat of the order in double a is now the triple a. And so, um, every time you make that jump, you just have to become a little bit sharper and, and do some more learning. I think for me, that's kind of something that I've picked up along the way is no matter you know, what kind of day you had, there's something, there's always something to learn. Even, I mean, that applies to anything, honestly, that's not even just baseball or just pro ball or anything, but no matter what it is at each level, there's something to pick up, something to learn, something to experience that, that you can carry forward into the next, into the next level. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the interesting things that we've had the chance to talk about is that, you know, for most guys, it isn't going to be an easy road when it comes to the financial component to it. You've gotten involved with an organization called Adopt a Minor Leaguer. And that's one of the big reasons that we wanted to have you come on is share more about what you're doing and for guys who are playing and and maybe didn't sign for a big chunk of money. It's, It's not the sexiest journey. I mean, when you think most people obviously see at scale the major leagues and they think, you know, well, minor league can't be that bad at all. But it's 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 hard. I mean, between bus rides and and low pay and just a lot of different things, it's it's not an easy road. Share with everyone what what you're specifically doing, and then at at large, what is Adopt a Minor Leaguer? Yeah, um, Adopt a Minor Leaguer. We uh, so I I got I first got involved um, as uh, as a player getting adopted. Um, so what 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 we do at Adopt a Minor Leaguer is we um, we let players and fans sign up, um, for our program. And what we end up doing is we just act like a matchmaking service and we allow players to be sponsored by fan sponsors. Um, if you've played in the pro ball level, um, you know, a lot about host families. Um, for those of you listening that are at the college level, host families are basically, uh, for each affiliate that you go to at each level or whatever, um, for each team, it's different. Um, I believe there might not, there are some teams that might not have host families, but, uh, it's a lot like your summer ball team where you have a host family. Actually, I always forget that there's that man. That was so long ago for me. Uh, but in summer ball, you have a host family, right? There's a, there's that household that you get to be a part of for a summer or whatever length of time it is. Um, you know, sometimes it's a couple, sometimes it's, uh, just, you know, an older gentleman that has an extra room that loves baseball and loves the, the team for the town that he's in, whatever it is. And you develop that one-to-one relationship. Uh, we do the exact same thing. So um, that fan sponsor, you know, they don't live in the same hometown as you, but instead of providing housing, they're providing general financial assistance. Uh, this can come in the form of, you know, just sending you uh, your favorite snack, uh, sending, you know, maybe just a quick Venmo, uh, what else have I seen? I've seen, uh, video games for guys, you know, in quarantine right now. Um, 
you know, some guys are just straight up bored, you know, some, maybe you don't, maybe you're good on groceries for this month, whatever it is, but I've seen just, you know, some video games flipped over to a, to a, to a player from the sponsor. I've seen, um, grocery gift cards, um, for me in particular, when we were going through that really turbulent space where, uh, we didn't know if the minor leaguers were going to get paid. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was a lot concerned that, uh, me and my wife were going to be a little bit hungry because she um, is finishing her student teaching degree and uh, she hasn't been getting paid for her labor. So um, between the two of us, it was starting to look a little dismal. And so my sponsor was providing me with um, groceries and that was huge. Um, I've seen, I've seen just any kind of general financial assistance that a sponsor can give to a player. So um, that looks usually, I, I believe we asked for about a hundred to 200 a month. Um, uh, in value a month from the sponsor to the fan and or sorry from the fan sponsor to the player and in return uh the sponsor asked for absolutely nothing um that's something that we tell them up front uh this is completely like being a host family this is completely like being a sponsor um in any other regard you're not the only thing you're getting out of this is hopefully i mean I encourage our players to to thank their sponsors, but um, <laughs> they're not expecting tickets to games. They're not expecting signed photos. They're not expecting anything in that regard. This is p- purely altruistic on the part of the sponsor. Um, so long story short, we got players and we got sponsors. We put them together and players benefit. And um, it's, it's, it's really awesome. It's really awesome to have um, what we've seen, what we, what I've seen from what I've seen, it's, been it's it's been more than an it's been more than anything that me and uh, my partner have envisioned for it uh it's it's been a it's been a movement more than anything else and so far over 400 players have been adopted that's right from what we've discussed you've even said that there's a need of players because you have more sponsors that are wanting to to give, but you just don't necessarily have players lined up to receive those gifts. Is that correct? Yeah, it's actually true. Um, going into this, when I first heard about it, I was like, man, I don't, I don't really understand like why anybody would want to sign up for this. You know, they're just, you know, these are baseball fans. They love baseball, but do they really want to, you know, sponsor a minor leaguer? Is that really that sexy? And, uh, right now I'm sitting here staring at our sponsorship sheet. We're looking at 419 and literally every single, my partner is the one that handles, um, the actual sponsorships themselves. Um, and so I, I just check this every day, you know, every day, day and a half, whatever it is. And every, every, literally every single time I look at it, it goes up. So right now I'm staring at today's five, six, today's the 16th and I'm looking at uh, 16th of, sorry, I probably should say that of May. And I'm looking at 419 sponsorships. If I look tomorrow, it'll be 423 probably. But, uh, but what ends up happening, I was surprised to see, I thought I was going to see way more players and sponsors signing up, but what I actually have, um, we actually have a list of people that, uh, are waiting for a player to sign up. Um, what we usually do is we let the sponsors sign up, um, based on team. So if you're, you know, I'm a Cardinal, right. And I got sponsored with, um, a sponsor that wanted a St. Louis Cardinals player. Um, that kind of makes it more personal for the fans as far as they get to, you know, feel like they're adding to their favorite major league baseball team or, you know, or, a, a, a organization, what have you. Um, so 
I I'm sponsored with the Cardinals fan because I'm a Cardinals player. Um, I'm looking at just looking at our sheet. We have 35 Cubs players sponsored by 35 uh, Cubs fans. We have uh, 11 Giants players sponsored by 11 Giants fans. Right. We have 16 Reds players signed or uh, sponsored by uh, Reds fans. So it's pretty amazing, honestly. Um, I thought we weren't going to be able to find enough people to be sponsors, but it's 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 really about um, the players right now aren't together in their clubhouses. Uh, so guys aren't really talking about uh, the sponsorships. And when, when they receive their care packages, it's not to a clubhouse. Um, and so, you know, there's nobody asking, hey, where'd you get the package of, you know, your of, of candy or your favorite snacks or whatever wow that's a big box of protein where, where did that come from is your agent oh no it's a sponsor and then all of a sudden the conversation starts um in our f- uh in the first six weeks he had i actually hadn't joined yet um he had i believe it was somewhere between 275 and 300 players sponsored that was in six weeks and that one of those weeks was when all of us got to be a spring training and he was like dude the moment that you guys went to spring training, I ended up with just so many sponsorships. He was like, there were players signing up everywhere. So I'm hoping um, that uh, once we reconvene, we'll end up with way more sponsorships that we can hand out. So if someone is is listening to this right now, they are a current minor league player and they want to raise their hand and, and be involved in being sponsored, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you can DM us on Twitter. Our handle is uh, adopt an MILB player. Um, but the preferred way is to go to our website. That's adoptaminorleaguer.com. And on there, you'll find a form uh, as a player that you can sign up as. You can also check out the sponsors form and just, um, and just you know, take a look at what it is that the sponsors are signing up for. Because um, I know uh, that for a lot of players, uh, there's, there's, there can be suspicion about, you know, what are these people really after? Um, but we kind of act as a watchdog. And, uh, if we ever have an issue with a sponsor, a player, uh, anyone that is within our purview, we have no hesitation with writing any wrongs. Um, if, if a sponsor signs up for the wrongs reasons and they start asking for season tickets or whatever, we will cut them off immediately because this is completely about players. This is not about fans or spot. We have no problem with hurting, uh, with hurting a sponsor's feelings and telling them that they, you know, they, they, they lost their right to be a sponsor for this player because they, they weren't following the guidelines. Um, as far as, uh, signing up, you'll find that form. It's really quick and easy. It'll probably take you 30 seconds. Uh, you just give us your name, your, your organization and a phone number. I believe there might be an email on there and, uh, you're good to go. We have everything. And usually we can have you matched up with a sponsor with like, uh, within about 24, 48 hours. Like I said, we usually have, um, we usually have a sponsor waiting at least a couple for each team at this point. So, uh, we can usually get guys help pretty quickly. Um, and as I mentioned before, uh, you can expect about around $150 a month of financial aid from those, from that sponsor. I mean, if, for those that are, that are thinking about this, is this specific to in season or is this year round? I mean, obviously right now are some very outside the the box circumstances, but how does that normally work? Uh, Typically what we ask for, um, it does say on our sponsorship guidelines uh, that we're looking for um, 
a relationship until the net the the next spring training of the player so uh say or whatever the sorry excuse me whatever the next spring training of that player would have been at the time that we sponsored them so say uh say uh you get released during this season right um you know those are going to be some dire circumstances that all of a sudden instead of being paid like a minor leaguer not a lot all of a sudden now you're down to zero and you gotta you know kind of clean up you know find something else that you're about to be uh, embarking on your next part of your journey. But um, whether you keep playing, that sponsorship is usually going to last until um, the next spring training, whatever that means as far as when that sponsorship happens. Uh, Typically, what we have happen is that the sponsorships just stay together. Uh, People, I mean, once the sponsorship happens, the sponsors are extremely excited about their player and the players are extremely excited about their sponsors. So they usually carry over. I, I don't think I've, um, we haven't been in business long enough for, uh, for, for a sponsorships to sponsorships to lapse at this point, but we've already had people saying, Hey, can I just make sure that this player doesn't go to anyone else? And I, we've had players contact us and say the exact same thing. Hey, I just want to make sure my sponsor doesn't go to anybody else. Cause this is awesome. Right. Uh, but what we ask for, what we say in our guidelines is, yeah, that um, whenever the next spring training for that player is supposed to be, uh, that's that's how long that relationship is going to last. Um, whether that means you end up a free agent, whether that means you end up released, whether that means, uh, you know, you just standard stuff, you know, your season ended all the way through the off season um, there, you're, you still have that sponsorship. And then the next spring training comes around, you have the opportunity to form a new sponsorship if you want, whatever it is that, that you want to do. Um, so yeah, it's basically a year long at most, but uh, it lasts the off season, which of course is the time that, you know, we're not getting paid and 150 bucks can go in a month can go a long, 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 long way as far as your comfort goes. Absolutely. Now, as far as your, specific involvement i mean you you initially approached to it sounds like become sponsored or investigate it yourself but you've you've taken on a very active role i mean you like you said it's you and and michael basically running that's right running this for everyone that's that's listening that's still playing what i'd love to hear you just talk about is really the the juggling between being a professional baseball player and doing something alongside because in season this i'm sure there's work that's required on your end and and it's not necessarily the easiest thing but when you walk away from baseball like it's i mean this is this is in it's interesting experience that you've actually gathered hopefully that's like you said 10 15 20 years down the road mm-hmm. but what's this process been like just doing something other than being a baseball player on your journey to the big leagues uh, I actually, um, I, my first off season, I decided I wanted to learn web development. Um, now, now I've been a JavaScript developer for, uh, what would that be? That'd be four years now, maybe. Um, I just, you know, through my, through my first three months of short season, I was like, okay, this is what my checks look like. This ain't going to work. I got to find something else to do. And, uh, like I said, I, I, I wanted to go for engineering into college and, um, programming you know you kind of that's kind of the same uh uh mental headspace that you kind of have to put yourself in as far as you know a bunch of math numbers logic all that kind of thing um and i'd always kind of been interesting in it interested in it excuse me and so i uh i just kind of took it on trying to learn myself how to you know develop a web application how do i make a website you know everybody uses the internet but how does this thing actually work 
Um, and so what I ended up doing is I just uh, practicing, 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 just like anything else, just like how we do with baseball, just like how you practice learning the guitar, how you practice being a father, how you practice being anything else. Um, I just kept practicing, kept practicing. And eventually I started having paid gigs, um, freelance, freelancing, uh, that I could gain web development experience on and I could solve someone's business problem. And, uh, here I am today. I have a couple, I believe probably about three or four steady clients that I, um, that I do web development work for, um, including adopt minor leaguer. Obviously I'm, I'm the webmaster. He, uh, I, he can't, he calls me tech wizard. <laughs> um, I kind of handle everything technical that we need done. And then I also like to add the, uh, the player's perspective to what we do. So obviously, um, this is kind of a player first organization. And so he hadn't really had too much communication with players outside of getting them hooked up with sponsors. And I kind of added in, um, a lot of value as far as, uh, as far as giving that player's perspective, something that for instance, as a great example, and something that I would like to add just to make sure that our listeners know that, um, you know, they're hearing about us and, uh, that this is a part of what we think about, um, something that he hadn't thought about something that Michael hadn't thought about, um, and through no fault of his own was that, uh, some players might want to sign up and make sure that they want their, their involvement with us to stay private. Right. Um, you know, it's a completely valid concern that if you are a part of an organization and they hear that you are aligning with us and trying to seek outside financial help and how does that going to make our organization look and how does, um, what is the team going to think of me being a part of something that I'm just taking help or taking money from a fan, right? You know, there's a million different things that can happen. Um, so I, that was an, that was a concern that I brought forth with Michael and uh, he he said, oh, absolutely. I, I, I never would have thought of that. Thank goodness I have you. Um, and so now as a part of our policies, um, we don't release anybody's names. We don't talk about anybody's names. If we want to use a quote from somebody about how much they love their sponsor, we ask them specifically, can we use your first name? Can we say what organization you're a part of? Actually, honestly, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even ask that if I could ask for your organization. I would ask for your, if I can use your first name, can I use your last name? Are you okay with me even using your quote at all? Right. Um, and then on the flip side of that, um, I, that we have specific language for our sponsors that says, you know, if your sponsor doesn't want anyone to know about his sponsorship, then it, then you don't get to talk about it. Not with family, not with, or not with family, not with friends, not with anybody. If you're, if you're, uh, player says that he doesn't mind his name being thrown around, then by all means, that's his choice. If he says, you know, you can tell your family and friends, whatever it is, uh, it's completely up to the player um, whether or not his name comes up when Adopt a Minor Leaguer comes up. So um, that's basically what I've been doing. I've been doing web development for the, basically the entire time I've been playing as well. You know, I got to pay the bills. And then uh, specifically for Adopt a Minor Leaguer, I handle everything from our online marketing to our uh, our, our website. I developed that myself. I, I give the player's perspective as well. So I'm the CTO and our player representative. I think it's great to just hear how you've been able to just make full use of the opportunity that you have right now because like we discussed, you know, many years from now when, when baseball is done, I mean, you're just further away from the game. And so your ability to, to do some of the things that you're doing right now, it's just easier to be, especially with the organization. It's easier when you're 
in the middle of it yourself. I mean, whether it's relating to other players or just the access that you have now to help grow what you guys are doing. So that's, that's really exciting. I mean, just kind of generally speaking to, to anyone that's listening out there, what is maybe a one piece of advice that you'd give for someone who says, you know, yeah, this isn't, this isn't fun. I wish I was getting paid more money. Um, 150 bucks a month extra on top of what I'm, what I'm getting paid to play would be great, but I want to do something to kind of bridge the gap like you're doing. What, what piece of advice might you share just as far as trying to figure out what that could be? Uh, the kind of thing I tell myself, honestly, this is kind of like my own little internal phrase is, uh, uh, make the investment. That's always what I tell myself is as far as, uh, if it, whether it's, you know, elbow grease, whether it's, uh, working out in the weight room, whether it's doing something web development wise that, uh, I'm learning a new technology that I might think I might be able to use on somebody's project, whether it's, uh, part of my relationship with my wife, whatever it is. Um, I tell myself, make that investment. Um, sometimes, I mean, this is a baseball and business podcast, right? So, uh, making an investment into something is, you know, right in line with what we should be talking about. Sometimes you want to make that investment. Sometimes you don't, whether you want to or not, it, it should pay off for you. You know, um, I've put a lot of, of brain power and sweat and I've gotten really frustrated with programming. If you've ever tried to program something, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but, uh, (laughs) But there's a lot of frustration that I've poured into that, right? Every ounce of frustration that I put into web development, that that was an investment. Every ounce of of screen time that I put into web development, that was an investment. Every time I went out onto the field for baseball and every every pitch I make is an investment. Every time you throw a ball, that's an investment. How much money are you putting into your bank of, of baseball, of web development, of your professional development, of your relationships in your life, right? Um that's that's kind of how I think about things. That's my piece of advice: make that investment. And if and if and if that that effort that you're putting forward isn't making an investment into something that you want, then that's where you reevaluate. Right? Um, the time that you're spending uh, scrolling Facebook instead of developing some kind of business skill that you think you might want to use uh, later in life, um, are you making the investment into scrolling Facebook, or you do, or do you want to make that investment into developing yourself and, 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 and trying to acquire a skill or learn something or whatever it is. Uh, and then on top of that, um, I come across this sentiment a lot with players and I don't really, me personally, I don't really understand it. Guys have the idea that they're playing and they take up some kind of business position or they uh, they try to do something outside of playing while they're playing that they're betting against themselves and their career. I uh, I just I just don't see it that way. Um, I try to treat myself like a human being, uh, and and I'm good at baseball, and I know that, and I and it's something that I do well, and it's something that I believe in myself in, and I can I think I can take myself to the top of the game, and I I don't believe that <laughs> doing web development right now to pay my bills is betting against myself. I don't believe that I only I mean, I do believe that 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 to be truly, truly great at something, it's you probably want to make it the only thing you're doing, as far as you know, excelling into that and being an expert at that one thing. Um, I think that's a kind of a common sentiment that guys have is that well, if I want to be an expert at playing baseball, that means I can't do anything else. Well, if you want to limit yourself that way, go ahead. But baseball short, life is long. Even if you do make baseball pretty long, 
Um, you know, even if you do make baseball as long as anybody else, right? Tony Clark is the head of the players union. So he, he took a business after baseball and he made a lot of money playing baseball and he's, he's doing something really important right now. Right. Um, but I don't know. I just, <laughs> a lot of guys think they're betting against themselves when they take up another skill outside of baseball. And I actually, I, I, a lot of the time feel like another skill outside of baseball lets me get better at baseball. Um, just, just having the release and having something not be, you know, the one thing that I have to hold on to, uh, give myself the release to, to think about something else for a second. And then all of a sudden I come back to baseball and I feel so much more clear sometimes. So I don't know. I just, that's my, that's just my personal opinion. If be a human being before a baseball player. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that's certainly a good perspective. I mean, I think it's, it's true with really anything. I mean, at the end of the day, what we do isn't necessarily who we actually are. Yeah, absolutely. And everything will will eventually come to an end. And if your identity is really solely tied into I am fill in the blank, whatever that thing is, whether it's retiring on your terms, whether a company fires someone, I mean, think about all the people right now, unemployment at mm-hmm. at a clip that we've never seen much before never ever. Seen. And so maybe there's people, I mean most expensive people in any company are the ones that have been there the longest, have the most experience. I mean, when, when you're looking to, to cut expenses, that's maybe where, where the ax is falling right now. And people that thought I'm going to spend my whole career here, or they've been there 30 years and you know, maybe they started somewhere else, but it's like, no, I'm finishing here. There's certain things that are just outside of your control. And if you only see yourself through the lens of what your job title is, who you work for, I don't care if it's baseball or business. It's at the end of the day, yeah, we're we are human beings and you are what your your name, you know, Anthony Chu is is who who you are first before anything else. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely. Now, speaking of business, one of the things I, I wanted to make sure we touched on before we wrap up is the business sponsor piece of what you're trying to do. Generating generating any funds you can that ultimately can get fed back to minor leaguers is, is the goal that you have. Maybe you could just touch on this because I know we have plenty of guys who are, are done playing that have started their own businesses. We have a lot of episodes on the podcast that, that represent that demographic. For those that are that are listening that have a business, and are interested in potentially sponsoring or doing whatever they want to, to partner with you, what would that practically look like? And what have you done with a few companies right now? Yeah. Um, so we've created a business sponsorship initiative. Uh, so with what we've done, um, even in our early days, one of the first things we did, um, we were creating sponsorships here and there. And like I said, Michael, that, this was even before my time with with the organization. Michael had created all these sponsorships and he uh, heard about the Yankees that got quarantined out of spring training. And uh, he put together an initiative, just kind of ad hoc, you know, slapped some things together that uh, got, you know, for those quarantine Yankees guys, he, you know, got them a few, uh, board games to play with each other. He got them some video games. He sent them some pizzas. He, uh, he basically just sent help to those guys, long story short. Um, and so we want to do a lot more of that. And, you know, those things take, take a little bit of cash flow. that, you know, I'm not going to shy away from saying that. And, uh, so in the same way that we're getting those one-to-one relationships done with the uh, the player sponsorships, we're having a business sponsorship initiative. Um, us, the organization, Adopt a Minor Leaguer, um, we're trying to find pon- 
trying to find sponsorships with uh, any sort of even obliquely related to baseball uh, business that um, wants to make donations to us in exchange for um, anything that we really can do for you. Um, We have a good community of people that uh, are either baseball fans, they're minor league baseball fans, minor league baseball fans more specifically, um, they're baseball players, uh, really just anybody that is interested in helping with the minor leagues or is really interested in the minor leagues. We have an audience with those people of about, uh, I would say probably five or 6,000 people right now. Um, so what we've been able to do is uh, early on here with this with this initiative, we've been able to build a relationship with a couple guys, uh, three now actually, um, minor leaguers that have businesses of their own. Um, so one guy is Kyle Schmidt. Um, he plays for the twins and, uh, he is a freelance photographer. He loves photography. It was something that he found in his college days. I believe I, when I talked to him, um, and so he takes, first of all, he takes great photos by the way, just personal opinion. Uh, and so he has a print shop that, um, an e-commerce shop that, uh, people can order from. And so what we did for him was we just posted about him. We just said, Hey, uh, Kyle takes great photos. Um, and we just posted up his, uh, we, it's a, it's called dark room is the, the, uh, the website that he used. Um, we posted up a link to his dark room and, uh, he had a little coupon code that he had for people so that he knew we referred him or we referred those people to him. Uh, just, you know, a basic, uh, basic little coupon code. And all of a sudden he, he just made a bunch of sales right out of the box. Just, uh, just from what we were able to do with him. And so now he's going to kick back a little donation, uh, percentage of sales, whatever it was, um, with us. And so we get to build a relationship. He, we, he gives us a donation. We give him a little bit of traffic and people get his awesome photos. Everybody wins. Um, we also have one with, uh, another player, um, one of my teammates. Um, he has a candle making business of all things, uh, and that he, him and his brother have created and, uh, the exact same, basically the exact same thing, coupon code that we post. Um, you know, we get word about his business out to our people. Uh, everybody goes and makes, uh, purchases on his site from them. He kicks us a donation, everybody wins. Um, and so, uh, that's, uh, I have another one in the works and then, uh, but yeah, that's, that's basically what we've been able to do is work with a few, um, e-commerce uh business sponsors um but of course we're willing you know if there's some kind of relationship that we can build with any other type of business out there that feels like we can you know add to their add to their business and that we can um get a donation from it you know we can have some kind of symbiotic relationship with really any business that we're hoping that wants to reach out to us um if you would like to be a part of our business sponsorships you can go down uh you, you can go to adoptamineleaguer.com and if you scroll down, there's a contact button down there. Uh, it's a link on the left side, I believe. And uh, you can send us a message. It'll come right to me and all we can get to talking. Um, you can also uh, message our um, our, uh, our uh, social media platforms. And uh, yeah, so if you have a business out there, um, we really love, if there's any current minor leaguers out there, we love you guys. Like I've, I'm hoping has come across in this. And uh if you have a business out there that you want us to shout out, we are more than happy to just let us know and uh, we can get a little agreement sorted out really quickly and we can get you posted to thousands of people. 
Um, if you have something beyond that, that isn't e-commerce based, we can, I'm sure there's something we can work out as far as, uh, um, whether it's gear for players that we can set up, uh, set up sponsorship or, uh, uh, deals for those guys, whatever it is. Um, if there's something you think we can work out and you're listening to this podcast and go ahead and get in touch with us. Well, we'll make sure to link up all of your social media handles in the podcast notes. So anyone that wants to, to reach out, they'll have no problem doing that. But I, I really appreciate you making the time, Anthony, to, to come on the podcast, share what you've been doing on the field for obviously your whole life and what you've been doing beyond that as well. Uh, there's there's a lot to take away from this episode, and I'm I'm really glad that we were able to capture it. Absolutely, I, this has been a blast. I'm I'm glad to be a part of this. All right. Well, hopefully you guys will be on the field soon, and look forward to continuing uh, following how your career goes, both uh, as a baseball player and and beyond. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Baseball and Business Podcast. For more information, visit our website at baseballandbusiness.com or visit our Instagram page at baseballandbusiness. Once again, this is Luke Melms, founder of Baseball and Business and former college baseball player. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the podcast and don't stop pushing to reach your full potential on the field and in business.